are listening to the Derek Asante podcast, the show that brings you insightful conversations about everyday topics. We just aim to keep the discussion above the average. Our guests are the ones bringing the social proof to the conversation. Let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Derek Asante, and I have a special guest today. I'm excited about this conversation, actually. Um, So this is someone that I go way back with and, you know, I'm talking like school days. And so... A friend of mine, we lost touch, but here we are reconnecting. He's an illustrator slash comic writer. Uh, he's created quite a number of things. Uh, one of them is the Stranger Tales of Oscar Zen, uh, Anchovy Akiyama. And he's also the co-creator of, uh, I think it's called what, Everyday Hero uh, Machine Boy. I'm going to learn more about these, these books that he's put together. But without further ado, please help me welcome Try. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And uh, all thanks to the magic of internet. Eh? After, <laughs> right? Is it what, 16 years? Yeah, man. It's been a, it's been yeah. a minute. It's been a minute. So, yeah. so here's the thing. With every episode with a guest, I open with a quote, right? I pull a quote that I think would work or, or you know, kind of suit that guest. And the one that I have for you is by Vincent Van Gogh, right? I mean... Pun intended. Here we are, yeah. artists, yeah. this and that, right? So here yeah. it goes. I'm going to share it with you, and then I want you to tell me what comes to mind when you hear it, right? Okay. So it goes, if you hear a voice within you say, you can't paint, then by all means, paint, and that voice will be silenced. What comes to mind when you hear that? I, I think that's 100% true. <laughs> I think that's 100%. I was going to say, I have nothing to add to this Vincent Van Gogh conversation. But, right? but no, when you said that, I think that's 100% true. Wow, that's a great quote. Um, I think uh, maybe not just pertaining to art, but maybe all aspects of it. If there's something that, I guess what it's saying is that if there's something you're afraid of, yeah, you should probably pursue it. Otherwise, it's just that 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 thing that that comes out mass as fear is just going to be there the next day or the next hour or something until you address it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So I I thought about that because, you know, when you think about the grind that artists or anybody that's pursuing a dream or, or um, a passion that they have to go through, because you're going to hear those voices often, right? Ah, Maybe you're not good enough because you're watching other people. And so you tend to just say, you know what, let me take a step back and not pursue this. Maybe it's not for me. Maybe they're right. And that's that inner voice that we constantly battle, right? You might be doing a sketch, right? And then you're like saying, I don't like the way this one's turning out. And you have an image of what it should look like or what it could look like. And it's really a reference of someone else's style or something sometimes. (laughs) Or sometimes expectations, like false expectations of yourself. Right. yeah, I, yeah, it's and it. Uh, oof, I feel like I just deal with that every day, uh, <laughs> and not even just about art. I thought that as you get older, you kind of yeah. these voices quiet down. Yeah, but yeah. You, you just hear you just you hear them more, but you can kind of live with them more. Yeah, I think yeah. it seems like yeah, <laughs> great quote. Yeah, man. So let me let me go back. I want to know a little mm-hmm. bit more about try, and mm-hmm. also for the listeners, just so we can give a bit a bit of a backstory. Um, your family. Do you come from a large family or a small family? I was small. I mean, I was my my mom's still around, my dad's still around, but I was I was mostly raised in a single parent household. It was just me and my dad for, oh, okay, uh, okay. for the most part. But um, I did grow. My was closer with my cousins than most kids are, so they're almost like 
half a sibling sort of got it a little got bit, it. But, but for the most part it's just me and my dad okay were you guys all in the same age range you and your cousins yeah within two within two to four years something oh, nice. like that like uh big enough to uh, uh regret it when it came to fights <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah two years is a big difference when it comes to kids yeah yeah <laughs> Did you get the worst end of it or no? Oh, always. Yeah, for sure. Going to the beach. Yeah. Getting drowned. Not literally, but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Do you have um, yeah. uh, any favorite memories of those days that you can share? Like a, a quick story, one that hasn't left you to this day that you're like, you know what? I remember that day. Anything like that? Yeah. Well, I guess it's a certain period of my life. Uh, so back when we first... I. I got the Nintendo Entertainment System, the 8-bit. <laughs> but, wow. Uh, and the very first game I got was Metroid. I don't know if you remember yes, that. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, anyways, for once we got that in the household, every morning, my cousin would just come into my room, just <laughs> sit at the foot of the bed. I'm still sleeping. And he's like, I'm going hey, I'm to just fire this on if you don't mind. Right. And play. And, you know, first couple of days, I said, get out, I'm trying to sleep. After a while, it was just sort of, you kind of wake up groggily, like, where are you now? What level? You know? Okay, we go back to sleep. So that was kind of nice, actually. Now, I, didn't hate, I didn't like it at the time, but now I think back on that moment. Yeah, yeah. Good. Good <laughs> That's awesome, man. So where I want to know what you remember. Okay. When was the first time you realized, you know what, I'm actually good at this, this art thing? And, and how was it introduced to you? Like, when did you start to say to yourself, you know what, I like art or I like to draw? Like, what age okay. would you say that started to kind of linger in? Uh, interesting. I think, I mean, maybe I'm wrong about this, but I think every kid probably at some point liked to draw. Like, I was like, I, what do you want to do? I want to draw. And yeah. That's, that's yeah. probably universal yeah. as to when, uh, when I thought I was good at it. I think that came when family and other school children said, hey, that's a great uh, drawing of Wolverine. Right, right. <laughs> or something, right? Uh, I, I swear everybody drew that character. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a copy of Wolverine. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. And depending on how old you are, he has a different costume, right. the brown one or the right. gold one. Um, yeah. Uh, so, but it, I think actually the more interesting thing is like, when did I realize I was not good at art? <laughs> well, I yeah, let's, let's talk about that. Yeah, because that's when and that happened quite late, <laughs> like in that when I was in school with you. Yeah. Um, oh. There was always this. Yeah, I think so. Because uh, there was always this feeling like, like yes, I guess I had some natural talent. You had some nat- natural yeah. talent. We all did. Yeah. That's why we're in art school. Yeah. Um, but there was always this feeling like, am I good enough? If I just got my act together, uh, I would probably be the best artist. Right. Uh, in this class, in right. school, maybe, maybe ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then one, one year I decided I, I'm going to get my act together so I can show mm-hmm. and then it turned out, Oh, actually I'm not as really as good. I really am doing my best here. <laughs> this, is, this is all I've got. Really. And it's, I mean, it's not, it's not the greatest, not even the best in this class. <laughs> Uh, and that was that was when I I think I actually started getting better at art. I yeah. guess was getting the ego in check. What what was your journey like? Because I'm talking about how did you get to Seneca, right? Okay. 
like what was that journey like did you find it was hard did you go to like a high school that actually was focused on art so you can actually put together a portfolio like what was that like for you um so not in high school i mean i always drew i always read comics but i i you know asian immigrant household i thought that i would be a programmer or or something like that so actually i think if i remember correctly we were only like required to take art until grade 10 and mm-hmm. then after that i i didn't take any art interesting classes at all um, until my guidance counselor suggested I look into animation when it came to um, graduating. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then I still did not do it. I went to computer science and I was really bad at it. <laughs> I was really, really bad at it. I tried it for three years. I failed like 80% of my classes. And I eventually was like, well, that guidance counselor said I should look into this animation thing. And then I think I ended up at Max the Mutt Yes. With you, yeah. I think, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's where we officially connected first, yes. Yes. And then, um, you know, that was for a year or so, got some fundamentals there. And eventually, I think we both went yeah. to yeah. Seneca at the same time. So wait a minute. Yeah. So when you finished high school or were you, when you were in, in high school, you didn't think about doing anything with the arts. You were focused more on like sciences? I wouldn't even say that. I was not focused <laughs> on science at all. That's why I was so bad at it. So why did you go there? Was it like a parents pushing you, th- thinking that you needed to go in that it direction? So ludicrous, yeah. Like the fact that you could make a living in art—it just seemed so. My so here was my thing, right? I'll go to computer science because then I can make video games. I'll be only ah. only one of the guys that draw things. That's nonsense. I don't know. Right. Why. <laughs> I'll be the, the programmer, uh, and you code because I could I could you know work for a bank after. So that was the right. plan. But my brain is not structured in, no. in any logical way at all. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to fail out of that. Wow. I think I'm starting to see my own uh my own uh, flaws in this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your reflective I moments. I had to be wrong about things before I can find the right way, I think. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. So now how did you end up at Max? Max the Mud. How did you end up there? Ah, okay. So Computer programming. Oh, now I remember. Oh, I should get into animation. What do you think of animation yeah. in Sheridan? Uh, so I applied to Sheridan and I, I had no portfolio, really. I don't know what a portfolio is. I think I tried dry submitting. They had a list of what you should. Yeah. I didn't take any art classes since grade 10. Right. Um, I think my mimicry, like I still got that. I was still like copying Jim Lee. Right. X-Men comics. So yeah, the yeah. mimicry was, there's some like maybe hand-eye coordination there, but in terms of drawing fundamentals, not really, right? Mm. So I, I I did not get into art fundamentals. <laughs> and, <laughs> I think everybody gets into art fundamentals at, at Sheridan. I, I somehow did not. I didn't get in there. You didn't get I'll in there? I'll tell you my story after. Go ahead. Okay, <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. What was your, I mean, tell me now. So so I put together a portfolio last minute. Um, I had a a great art school teacher at, uh, in high school. So she says, you know what? She spent hours with me after school just to help me, you know, get use a facility and whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. She even got me live models. And at this point, I've never seen a live model before. Right. So I was like, Mm -hmm. what do I do with this person? I'm supposed to draw them. It was horrible, but I put something together that that same checklist that they had right for Sheridan. So I put it together. I had some paintings, everything I get over there. Now, mind you, I'm living in Toronto. So for me to come out to Brampton at the time was like a trip. 
Yeah. Right. So <laughs> at the schedule, a ride, all of that, it was brutal. So I get there a couple of hours. Some lady comes by and says, OK, uh, you're next. I go into this room. They look at my work. Nobody says a word to me. They just kind of look at it. And then they give me back my portfolio. And I'm like, OK, that's it. Now, mind you, I felt confident that I had some decent mm-hmm. pieces that should have got me at least in the door. Right. Because mm-hmm. I'm looking at everybody else in the same space and I'm thinking, She's definitely not getting in. She's not getting in. She's not getting in, right? But guess what? They all got in. They all got in, right? So I'm looking, I'm like, what is going on? Of course, when I get to Max, now I'll tell you that little story after, but I get to Max and I find out some of those people that did get in, they had family members that were connected. Um, okay. I was like, oh, yeah. okay. The politics continue in this realm too. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so that's what that's I learned. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so that's, that's how it happened with me. I was like, yeah, I didn't get into there. And I was like, you know what? It worked out for me because then I'm scrambling. I didn't want to take another year off because I had already taken a year off um, prior yeah. to, after that. So that's when I came across Max and I was like, I don't know if I can afford this. So mm. I don't know if anybody knew this, but I paid like a fraction of the fee to get in. And then while I was there, I brokered a deal where I would work as the person that sets up the rooms and clean. I remember that. <laughs> I remember you were always there ahead of time doing stuff. Yeah. And that's how I was paying my tuition. That's amazing. That's, yeah. I still owed yeah. the money after the year, but I said, listen, yeah. I can't pay you guys. And I knew I wasn't going to be in trouble because they were private. So they yeah, couldn't yeah. necessarily, you know, kind of take me to court or anything like that. So yeah. that's how I was able to get away with it. But I owed them like an extra like five grand or something. Like, I don't have it, man. I'm, I'm done. Yeah. So that's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's, 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 all, it's all good. Right. And they it's closed fine. down, I think. They changed their name or something like that. And No. So I got more to say. I ended up teaching there a couple of years ago. No way! <laughs> <laughs> there, man, this Max, yeah, this is, everything is kind of coming full circle. Wow. Yeah, it's interesting. I remember, um, remember Ed? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so I didn't, uh, I didn't, meet, and this is all going deep in the weeds. Do we even, do you read listeners even want to hear all the stuff? Hey, like, let's go for it, man. Let's go. No, anyway, so Ed, Ed was our life drawing teacher. Yes. And, um, actually, so going sort of carrying on with my tradition, I was actually quite a bad arts. <laughs> oh, now I remember. Now I remember I did was at Maximum not once but twice. Wow. I think you you were not around for my first uh, fall from grace. <laughs> well, I mean, so I went okay, so here's the story. I went to U of T for programming. Mm-hmm. I sucked at it. So I said, forget, it. I'm gonna go into animation. So Seneca, no, uh Sheridan. Mm-hmm. They didn't get on to our fundamentals, but I got into Max the Mutt. Right. Then I failed. I failed that first year too. Oh, did you? I was, yeah. Oh, so you I were there just, before I, was, I came. Yes, sort of. The wow. first time I first, then I went back to computer science. <laughs> Why? I was like, I was like, because I was like, well, if I suck at this at this uh, art thing, maybe, maybe it was, maybe I am a programmer at heart. Really? The first time I just was not, not focused enough. Anyways, I failed that again. Then went back to uh, Maximut and wow. was not quite as bad, but still not great. Interesting. Yeah. And that's when I met you. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So you had already been there before. Yes. That's I think for, crazy. For, yeah. One year. Yeah. yeah. It took me a long time to... Uh, Celine. 
to uh yeah become an adult we'll say <laughs> well, yeah, i don't know what it was yeah you seem like really focused like you were you were you know finding ways to pay for tuition you were um you were uh you know whatever like you're, you're the guy had there ahead of time putting up chairs because that's what you needed to do to pave your way i going back to ed our life drawing teacher i didn't get a chance to meet him but i think i remembered uh, some of my students said oh yeah try turns out he was one of your your students back then and it's like try tries that, that kid made it like, was just, you know, I, was, I was like well i guess i don't blame him because knowing me back then i i must my head was in the clouds i just was not fun i wasn't a bad kid I right just didn't know what i was doing really just every day was a different different thing with me so. yeah, yeah yeah man yeah. so so <laughs> so we make it out of max we make it to seneca yeah. then we we get through those years those three years what did yeah. you end up doing right after that right after seneca i had a brief stint where i worked up so i right before i graduated seneca the last mm-hmm. couple of months i was also working uh i got a job at an lg doing some oh graphic design like really small stuff. yeah uh, marketing uh, stuff, uh, and they offered me a job, and that was seemed to be something I was sort of good at. That was kind of nice. So they offered me a salary that was uh, like, oh, this would be maybe more than what I would get in animation. So oh, wow. I was really, I mean, it was really tempted, right? Because after we're, after going to art school, you don't know whether you're gonna yeah. get a job at all. Yeah. And now I have something kind of related. Uh, and I was really close to taking it, but I had a really good manager at uh, a couple of really good managers at LG mm-hmm. where uh, one of them said that, listen, I'm going to tell you two things. One is that I want you to take this job. I'm telling you that as a, as a, as an employee at LG. Right. Right. <laughs> now, I'm going to tell, don't tell to you as a friend now. And I don't think you should take this job. I think mm-hmm. you should go for the thing that you studied for and, and do that instead. So uh... I think without that talk, I may not have gone down this road at all. So really, I went. Yeah, I went back to animation uh, and got got a, a couple of gigs uh, to you know. Where in the city or? Yeah, I was at Kuwait, Canada. Okay, that was my first one. It was uh, some other alumni, some Seneca were there. Dewey, yeah. yes, uh, Aaron McLean, I think yeah. was there. Yeah, I, I remember Aaron. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then I went to from there. I went to uh, Core Digital Pictures. Okay, both these companies are no longer around. No. but I also no. the cool thing was that it seemed like school never quite ended because you just keep on seeing the same guys. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, like Kiko was there, and like wow. somebody like yeah. yeah, and then uh, Kiko and I both went to um, uh, a video game company in Toronto called uh, Cappy Games. Okay, and well, I was there for quite a while. He was there for even longer. And what then, were you doing there? What kind of work? Well, it was a small video game company. So you kind of did everything kind of art related. So a lot of drawing mm. uh, because we did a lot of 2D games. Uh, we, we dabbled some 3D stuff. Um, you kind of had to be a, a generalist. Right. Uh, with that. Yeah. And then wow. finally, last one was uh, in animation was in, uh, I made it to Nelvana. Oh, no, sorry. Chorus. Oh, Chorus Entertainment. okay. Yeah. Okay. They're, they're pretty big. I don't, are, are they still around or? Yeah, they are. There's, I mean, because I know they're big. Yeah, I think they're. I would imagine there must be one of the bigger yeah, Toronto players yeah. in the scene. And um, yeah, I, and then that was sort of my last animation gig before I decided to take a meant to take a one year hiatus from it. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then it, it never went back. I guess. <laughs> so yeah. I'm curious. So when you're in these studios and you're working with them, whether it's yeah. video game or animation, what's the environment like? Is it They're like really different? Yeah. Everyone is different. There's wow. almost no, at least in my experience. Mm. Um, so the first one I I uh, went to was Koei Canada. It was a Japanese video game company, mm-hmm. and so the culture was Japanese. It was very structured. At least they were back then. I don't know if things are that like okay. now. But the desks are arranged by seniority. So you oh. know how senior somebody is the further they are they down they are down <laughs> this aisle of desks. Wow. Yeah. And, and um everything was you had to take your breaks at, at the exact same you had to take your same your breaks at the same time as uh not not literally because a different time zone. But if employees in Japan took their breaks at 12 p.m., oh, everybody in North America had to break take their breaks at 12 p.m. Really? Yeah. So it was very structured, super duper structured. <clears throat> How did you uh, find uh, that yeah. though? Well, I mean, that was my first job. It was only a short <laughs> contract, so I was just happy to to be working. Paid. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was, and there was. I saw. Um, there's good and bad parts to that, actually, because one, it, th- that structure is not great for me because I'm a little bit chaotic. Yeah. But it was cool that they did. It didn't seem like they treated their employees as disposable. Mm-hmm. Like it was, um, there was like some, it seemed like they were trying to invest in like their employee growth, Got employees it. growth and stuff like that. Or even if somebody was not performing well, they would say, oh, maybe they're in the wrong position. That's what if we try something like that um whereas i think in the other companies it's sort of you're you sort of come in guns blazing and it's a bit of a free-for-all but it's also you're you're kind of on your own a little bit oh okay so so are you being assigned a task and you just have a deadline and you got to meet it and you're doing this all by yourself and then maybe you check in with with a supervisor or somebody and then they kind of see if you're going in the right direction is that is that yeah? It's especially with animation. Like if they're mm. if they're hiring you as a as a say a, a designer, a character designer, we'll right. say, like you you better you better know how to character design from day one because there's like you know the style is something right. massage. You'll have an art director to help you get into thing, but if they're not going to hold your hands to teach you the wow. fundamentals of that because it's the, everything's contract based. I guess that's, this is the difference. In animation, everything's contract based and video right. games tend to be more permanent. Mm. So there's just not that time to like, you're going to teach somebody four months to teach them a skill, Like they're only on a nine month contract. Right. You know, right. so better just to hire somebody that already knows this stuff. Wow. So yeah. you've, you've been bouncing around quite a bit. So, when yeah. when you finally left that last animation gig, what went through your mind for you to say, you know what, I'm actually not going to go back to that? Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, I thought, you know what, I thought like maybe this is it for me. <laughs> like mm. maybe I will try to do something else because it was. I don't know why. It's kind of weird. I mean, I, maybe I, maybe you have some insight on this. Um, when you first get into art, you want to be, there's reasons for it that are not, you want to be practical. You will not ever get into art, I don't think. Right. Right. You might do something else. Yeah. But along the way, it's like, it became sort of like uh, getting stability. 
getting, uh, it's not even about communication or telling stories or even yeah. showing something of yourself. It's just like, oh man, I, you know, I, I, I need that next gig. Or maybe this one is a, they may give me a full-time job and all oh, benefits. That's amazing. Then, right. Um, and I think I pursued that. I got lost in the pursuit of that. Mm. And, and I was not good at it. Like, if mm. I was good at being that guy, like maybe I was like, that's that'd be its own reward too. But right. I was not good at being the, the company. Guy. Right, right. So I was like, maybe I should just do something else. Like maybe this is just something that's not the best fit for me. So um, I just decided to uh, take a break from this like constant looking for work and hoping I'll get yeah. a, a job somewhere else. And I thought I would just try doing something like purely creative for however long EI lasted and, mm. and then after that was done I'll be I'll go back and I'll figure I'll it find out something else yeah again. yeah so and, uh, during during that period I'm curious is that when Tamago house is it Tamago or Tamago house oh, I don't know it's kind of a made-up word let's say Tamago <laughs> tomato tomato is that is that <laughs> what's like, happening yeah, yeah basically yeah, yeah. okay yeah. is that when that kind of came into mind or or that came much later oh no so that that's new well sort of i had this like so tamago is like you know it's tomato yeah but then also the japanese word for egg is tamago ah right? so he's uh that's he's why to play on with the character inside yeah, the show inside an egg, <laughs> which i feel like is just all of us like we're just pretending to be something we're not that is awesome <laughs> and, yes and if you look at that character's eyes he always got he's always got bags because he's nervous yeah. about being found yeah. out <laughs> <laughs> is that you secretly <laughs> that probably. i mean everything we do is probably just us right so, it's true yeah. oh my Anyways, that was a new thing that 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 was i put up that website just in january for oh, know, okay. that really got really obsessed with uh, the idea of, of making uh, something for myself, mm-hmm. I guess. What, what was that? I guess, is that like a publishing house for you or? It's literally nothing. It's just, an, um, okay. So the, I, I guess the long story is, of it is this, is that after I was a studio artist, mm-hmm. I decided to do something for myself and I, I did a comic called The Strange Tales of Oscar Zahn. Right. And I thought it'd just be like a 20-page comic. Maybe I'd self-publish it, try to go to convention, settle it a, a little bit, and then go back to work. But mm. uh, it developed a following organically, and that lure turn, lure turned into like, oh, I'm actually getting uh, some money like coming in. Not to... It could cover my expenses. Right. And that's it, right? But it's like, oh, I could either tighten my belt and just do this one thing that I really like doing and like live like super poor. I was basically after paying all my bills, I had nothing to live on, but my bills are taken care of and I'm happy (laughs) for now. Attention podcast enthusiasts. I've been your host, Eric Asante for the DAP show. And we have an important announcement to share regarding your favorite podcasts. Starting from this day forward, we have some exciting changes to ensure that the sustainability and continued growth of our show. We value your support and want to offer you an opportunity to become an even more integral part of our podcast community. As you may know, producing a high quality content requires resources, time and dedication to maintain the level of excellence you've come to expect from us. We are introducing a membership program exclusively for our loyal listeners. We present to you 
our cherished audience, the opportunity to become an esteemed Patreon member. As a Patreon member, you will gain access to a treasure trove of podcast episodes like never before. Our full-length interviews and discussions with incredible guests will be exclusively available to our valued patrons. Your membership will help us grow and evolve, providing you with an even more enriching podcast experience. Membership is easy. Simply visit our website, dapsshow.podbean.com, or a podcast platform and click on the Become a Patreon button. Choose a membership tier that suits you best and gain exclusive assets to full episodes, additional perks like behind the scenes content and early episode releases. We will continue to release shortened episodes and highlight reels for all our listeners to enjoy. However, we encourage you to consider joining our Patreon community. Your support means the world to us and it ensures the longevity and quality of our podcast. Together, let's shape the future of our podcast. Visit our website or podcast platform today. Click that Become a Patreon button and unlock a world of captivating full-length episodes. I want to take this opportunity to thank you for your understanding, your support, your enthusiasm. We can't wait to welcome you as a Patreon member. Thank you.